Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 401. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal and pickup news. And then we'll be discussing the series premiere of The Rookie and recent episodes of Camping, Doctor Who, The Good Place, and Single Parents. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 401. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. I'm Kyle from noreruns.net. And I'm Ray. And she's Ray. <sighs> Guys, I really want a fluffernutter sandwich now. <laughs> it would make no sense to anybody else. Yeah, but. Th- yes, for, <laughs> for those of you that weren't listening to us before. Our... <laughs> before we started recording. Although it is actually on the recording. Yeah. Well, before the official part of the recording, we were talking about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So now you know the scintillating conversation that was taking place before the podcast started. But in other news, (laughs) uh, ABC has picked up single parents, which we'll be talking about later, uh, for a full season, and then also picked up Station 19 for a full second season. And uh, CBS has picked up uh, God Friended Me, Magnum P.I., and The Neighborhood for full seasons, uh, which I believe just leaves uh, whatever the, uh, what is the, Happy Together? I was trying to think of it. Yeah, yeah, Happy Together. Uh, I think is the only CBS fall show that hasn't gotten a full season pickup. Guys, how is it even possible that they picked up Magnum P.I.? How is it even? Po- how is it not possible? Like, there's like I, nine million people watching this. That's how. <laughs> All right, let me look- let me rephrase my question. How are, how are there nine million people watching? Never mind. Uh, it's probably right, the same so people that are watching MacGyver. They thought they had the wrong night and accidentally tuned into Magnum PI. Okay. Or the people that have been watching Hawaii Five O. Is okay. that currently not on, or is that on right no, now? No, it's currently on. Uh, How I Five O is currently on, but it's by the. It, I mean, it's by some of the same people as Hawaii Five O. But yeah, I don't know. There's. Uh, I think I I just saw something in the in the thing that like, uh, ten million people were watching God Friended Me and Magnum PI was doing like nine, and the neighborhood was. I don't know. I think it was around seven and a half or eight or something like that. So that's why there's actually. I'm just, I just, I just don't understand. The <laughs> acting is just so bad, but okay. Oh, I, I haven't been back to it since the pilot and I don't plan to. So I mean, I literally just like went by it the other, I think I was on the plane because I don't know how else I would have seen it. And I watched like a few seconds of it and was just like, no, it's still awful. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Go on. Yeah, I I watched the second episode, and yeah, it was. I mean, they didn't wreck as many Ferraris, but it still wasn't uh, wasn't very good. All right. Next up, uh, Comedy Central has canceled Nathan for You after four seasons. That's probably the only person watching that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know it what was that for is. me. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's Nathan no longer for you. Uh, and then Facebook Watch uh, has cut a deal with uh, MTV to be the new home of the real world. 
and they're doing what sounds like three concurrent seasons, one in the U.S., one in Mexico, and one in Thailand, that'll all be... Are they, like, native cast for each of those, yeah, or are they all Americans in the... I don't... They're local. all local productions. That's all it says. It doesn't really say whether, like, what the house guests will be in each of those places, but that... Uh, my assumption is that, because it, it sounded like they were trying to do, I don't know, some of the quote-unquote re-imaging or rebooting of it is it's going to add in, because it's on Facebook, some sort of social media uh, type of interaction with the the different houses or something like that, which I don't know. I've never once seen an actual sponsored post for any of their shows which seems so odd you have this like <laughs> built-in way to advertise your shows and you never even tell me about them and you would think when you see everything i post about, is about <laughs> tv <laughs> yet yet you never get any notifications that hey our new show is actually uh starting because yeah that uh what was the name of it uh Sorry for your loss or whatever uh, with Elizabeth Olsen. That actually has gotten like pretty good reviews or whatever of, uh, but like you never, other than like seeing that it was starting one day, like that was all I've ever seen of it. But yeah, you would think they would be. How do you watch these shows? Is it via Facebook? Yeah. You go to the little watch. There's a little TV icon at the top of the. Either I don't think I've ever seen this before. At the <laughs> top of the app or the top of the screen when you're logged in and you click on it, it takes you to Facebook Watch and you can find all different types of videos and things streaming through there, but then they're adding their own native content. Uh, they've had a couple of of uh, scripted shows and uh, they also did... The first thing they did was... I think it was... One of the MTV comedies that got canceled after like one season and they picked it up for a second season was one of like the first uh, actual scripted type shows that they had, I think. So apparently they have a good deal with <laughs> with MTV. Probably figure that's their their market, the people who would be watching stuff on the social media. Yeah. Yeah. So how am I supposed to find anything on here? Sorry. <laughs> I know. I, I popped up watch and I don't see a single thing about any of those, those right? original series, which you would think you'd put that right at the top. Well, I see like, like a Becoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith, with, which sounds like an original series. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Fox uh, has picked up the Cool Kids for a full season and Last Man Standing for a full seventh season. I'm actually still watching the cool kids, though sometimes I wonder why. <laughs> but uh, It's still recording, but I haven't watched past the first episode yet. I watched it the other day, just the two episodes I had piled up, so I'm all caught up. HBO has canceled Animals after three seasons. I don't know how that got more than one season. I, I watched an episode, <laughs> and I thought it was so awful. It was an animated show from the perspective of animals. But I just didn't like it. NBC has picked up Manifest for a full season, but uh, a full season will be 16 episodes instead of uh, 22. So it got a a back three pickup. 
I wish that was what all full <laughs> seasons were. No one has time for 22 episodes anymore, especially if an hour long. Well, maybe you work will because things are starting to get canceled here. Uh, Netflix has canceled uh, all about the Washingtons after one season, Marvel's Luke Cage after two, and Orange is the New Black after seven. Uh, and then they also have renewed Disenchantment for a second season. Although it seems like that's across like two years. They must be doing a half season every year because their official tweet said we're now going to be on in 2019, 2020, and 2021. So... They must just be doing their 10 episodes a year uh, is a half season. I thought I saw something that said multiple seasons. And then when I was went back to look it up, I just saw something that said it was picked up for a second season. But maybe that is what they're doing. Like a season is is 20 episodes. But since it's animated, it takes a little bit uh, longer to create yeah. and produce. And so... What are you guys talking about right now? Disenchantment, the Matt Grant oh, okay. series. Yeah. Sorry. Because they aired the first half of the first season, but the second half hasn't aired. That must be what's airing in 2019. And then the other season will be 2020 and 2021. Yeah, so there you go. You have four years to look forward to. Two so seasons. you can watch 10 episodes in a sitting and then wait another year for the next batch. But also, I wonder... I wonder if it has something to do with, I don't know, I guess how contracts work or what. Oh, to call what, it a season? Why wouldn't you to just make it cheaper? Why, would, yeah, why wouldn't you just, if there's going to be that much between each one, why wouldn't you just say you picked it up for three more seasons and it's going to be their 10 episode seasons? Yeah, my guess it's got to be something to save money because if you say you're only hiring people for a season it's one price versus two seasons because after x number of seasons they probably get a raise or they only have you know like the you know after yeah after like a certain number of seasons they have to like renew a contract or something like that to keep going or i'm sure it has something to do financially it just sounds weird when you say when you say it's only two seasons but it's going to take four years to air it I mean, it's a little more understandable when it's an animated show because that's going to take longer to do than a like a live action where you're literally probably recording both seasons at the same or both halves at the same time and then splitting it up by a year. Yeah, I don't know. Just strange. But uh, there you go. That's all the uh, pickups and cancellations and renewals that have come down. Uh, well, at least... Before we started recording, there may be others that happen by the time this episode comes out. But with that, we'll move on to the uh, prime time segment and talk a little bit of Single Parents, Season 1, Episode 4, Beyonce Circa Lemonade, which both uh, Kyle and Ray, you're both still watching. So start with you, Ray. What uh, what are you thinking about Single Parents? How is it still? How is it still on your list? Well, it was never on my list, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but Amory liked it, so I decided to give it a shot, and I actually do like it. So that's how it got on your list. Correct. It wasn't on my list previously, and in fact, wasn't even until this week. I hadn't even added it to my Hulu list because I was still not. <laughs> not that I wasn't sure. I just was still like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to commit to putting it on my actual list. Um, 
but I do keep watching, so I might as well. Um, I enjoy it. This episode actually wasn't as good as previous episodes. Not that it was bad. I just, um, not as much stands out. I do like the volleyball raging, um, ch- channeling their anger at their exes into, uh, other activities. What else about this episode? Um, I like I liked how... the... go ahead. Sorry. I, I did like how all the kids were referring to, um, to uh, I forget what his name is the the Asian father there as a as another kid rather than an adult because he's like closer to age than that to them. Miggle maybe is that his name? Anyway, I know you're right. Though I did like at the end when they're like when they kick the bunny ears girls out and they're like, all right, we're out, and he's like, wait, you can't leave. You can't just leave your seven. Well, I was wondering when they first arrived, they all arrived together. I was like, how did they get there? It's not like they drove up in their car and all arrived at the doorstep together. Yeah, but in that case, it could be just the parents had left them, but they couldn't just decide to leave without calling the parents and saying, hey, are you coming to get us? I did like how they're like, what's the juice box sitch? And they he opens it up and like shows him like how loaded the fridge is with juice boxes, all the different varieties ready to party. I did like that too. The sleep training scenes are actually pretty sweet. And I liked how at the end of the episode they actually kind of ended with how each person puts their kid to sleep. <laughs> um so that we see that almost none of them just put their kid in bed and walk away. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It was a good episode. I liked it. I like how they're doing the, this is kind of a, a modern, it's not just modern family, a bunch of these shows that are ensemble cast. Like I like how they keep kind of playing with who's paired with who in each episode. So that we kind of keep seeing a different pairing. Yeah. And it seems like everyone, they, they mix up for different stories. It seems to work pretty well. Like I haven't really seen any that have no chemistry with one another. They, they did a good job casting it overall. Yeah, I think, I think it, uh, it has made. I think that's probably what I, I like about it, right? Because it, they all kind of work together. And even the um, the young dad there, he seems to be fitting in more. Because initially, it seemed like this guy doesn't have a first grader, so why is he really part of this group? But they've done a decent job of whether it be like them betting to then go watch his kid to get him into the mix and, and make it feel like he really is part of that group. Agreed. I'm sure that like, having him work at the wine bar is probably going to help with that as well. Yeah. I don't know. It was a good solid episode. I mean, last week's was actually pretty damn funny, but <laughs> So I'm still liking it, Jason. That's why it's on my list. That's why it's... Thanks to Amory, because she originally thought she wouldn't like it either and then ended up liking it. Yeah, I just didn't get to... I mean, I watched the first episode and it didn't... I don't know, but looking at my DVR and stuff like that, it seems like not a lot of comedies are making the list these days for some reason, which I found sort of weird because it used to have tons of comedies on on my list of weekly watches and uh especially since they were so they're so easy to watch 
when you well, see that's why I tend, <laughs> they tend not to sit on mine because I see oh I got to clear some stuff of them at ninety three percent oh I can just watch that thirty minute comedy and that'll delete something I don't have to sit there and watch like all these three episodes of The Gifted I have piled up. There's going to be a, a heavier drama show. Let me just watch something light. Yeah, but I, mean, the, the, but I mean, I don't even have them set to record. Like, they're not even, like, like somewhere last season, things started piling up, and as I started just being like, ah, I'm not going to not going to be able to keep up with that or, or whatever, I just started deleting some stuff off, and it seems like what mostly got I mean, a ton of stuff got deleted off. But comedies are easy to get rid of as well because they're not as pulled into the story. So yeah, with some of them, I guess like because uh, like right now, I think Big Bang Theory, Good Place, Mom, and the Cool Kids. But I still haven't watched past the first episode of the Cool Kids, but it's recording. But yeah, I think there's only I think that's it. I don't think I'm recording anything else comedy wise. It's, hmm. it's a it's a very Ray like comedy list. As hey. I'm recording as tons it, of comedy. I mean, I'm only looking at comedy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's a little bit about uh, single parents here. Four episodes in, and we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is the Rookie, season one, episode one, the pilot. Kyle, what did you think about the Rookie? I was shocked that this wasn't on uh, Ray's list. I thought she was a Fillion fan. But, uh, I mean, plus, I mean, you got a main character with the last name Nolan. You got to you gotta watch this show. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know that part, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, I'll watch it now. No. I'm going to be honest. I won't watch it. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, di I didn't see, like, the twist coming um, that like they reveal like midway through um, with him and the and the other rookie there, but uh, I I thought they did a good job of giving him motivation to change his job and show that he's brave enough to be a cop because they open with that with that um, bank robbery that he uh, steps up and and talks them uh, keeps them busy and then I mean he would be dead if the cops didn't arrive to yeah. to to stop the robbery but uh, he was brave enough to step in there and then um, I mean they have a little bit of the stereotypical like once he's the rookie there's the one guy who's like super mean and and like doing those stupid tests to to the girl uh, his his uh, rookie there he's like stopping the car you'd be dead right now like I, someone would come in here and killed you and like just like really being like a complete jerk and then you realize like he's being this jerk but then he really has this whole hardship in his own life with his wife is like a a drug addict and he hasn't seen her in a year and then so there's that secret he's hiding and then you got the other two cops who are both competing for the detective um for the detective position even though like one really wants to be a detective the other just wants to be a uh, captain and it's the next step so they're going to be competing but at least that seems to be a friendly competition it's not going to be all about them like trying to uh, like make each other look bad like they seem to be okay with each other trying for that but I, I mean I did like all the different dynamics um, between the, the cops like you also have the the one rookie who's like the super smart top of the top of his class in the books but then when it comes time to hit the streets like he he uh, chickens out yeah, he and freezes, freezes he's also a legacy his dad is a cop and 
so yeah, they had a they had a lot of stuff in there. It felt a little, although I guess probably you know trying to grab people's attention or whatever. It felt a little front loaded, like all of a sudden they go out and just like thing after thing is happening to them, and then and then it kind of slows down a little bit, where you see you know there is. You know, they're on the scene of something and there's a lot of standing around and paperwork and uh, and things like that. So but the, but right at first, it seemed like, man, they're really trying to. Like cram a lot of stuff into it. You're like went to like fast forward and you're like, man, it's only like 24 minutes in this episode. And they've already he's already become a cop. <laughs> you know, like they had the opening where like you talked about with the bank robbery and then now he's become a cop and he's gone out on like two calls and they're they're chasing people down and well you're like three quarters of the way through the episode and she's like well uh we got another eight hours how much have they done already <laughs> how long is a shift like <laughs> but no i thought it was i thought it was pretty good uh as a sort you know as a cop drama but with the the difference being that they, you know, you have a 40-year-old rookie as, you know, a sort of a twist. Uh, I like that the, like, the captain or whatever was the one that uh, brought him over. Everybody else was trying to not, you know, take him. Well, I, I did uh, think that the guy had a valid excuse where he's worried that this might encourage other people to have like a midlife crisis and, and suddenly become cops when I, I think it's a different situation for him. But, uh, but I think he does have a valid point that he doesn't really want this to become a trend of people just <laughs> suddenly showing up thinking they can like be the armchair cop. Yeah, they, like, well, like you said, you know, same thing is sort of like military police, whatever you start with somebody, uh, young, you break them down, you build them back up, and you know you have you know your soldier, your your you know your rookie cop, uh, but somebody who's you know lived some lived <laughs> lived some life has had lots of different experiences and things like that. Uh, it might be uh, a little bit uh, harder to do that. Cause you, you know, you, you, and you, I like that they showed all of them, you know, kind of, you know, making some mistakes. Uh, it took me, it took me a while to remember who or realize where I'd seen the other rookie that he's involved with. It's, uh, Melissa O'Neill from dark matter. Was, oh, that's who that was. <laughs> I didn't, didn't even occur to me. I was like, yeah, I guess it is. It yeah. took me, it took me a while. I go, God, she looks so familiar. Why does I, why does she look so familiar? Uh, but I couldn't place couldn't place it while I was watching the episode. And um, you've literally talked to her in person yeah, I know. <laughs> multiple times. I've sat right across the table or <laughs> across the room or uh, from her and uh, and and talked with her. And yeah, and it it still was one of those where I was like, but I think it's some it's also some of the like they've got them. Um, you know, uh, everybody's in their police uniforms and they've got their hair pulled back and the guys all have, you know, really short haircuts and everything, you know. Uh, so everybody looks like a little, a little different. And then, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's who that was. And so, yeah, I like, 
I like some of the other people in the cast. Um, it also looks like they're playing it while it's definitely mostly revolving around, I mean, partially around Nathan Fillion's character. It wasn't completely like you saw, you saw each of the other two rookies, you know, you saw them and not just when they were with, you know, Fillion's character, but when they were with their, their training officer, I believe you mean officer Nolan. Yeah, that's right. Officer Nolan. (laughs) Uh, but they have, it's a little more ensemble than you might think with, uh, you know, somebody like Nathan Fillion, who's headed up, you know, who's been the lead on multiple shows. I mean, we did le- also learn all about all the, all their training officers there as well. We got good backstory on all of them, like what their motivations are. But yeah, I liked it. I'm, uh, I'm on board to see, uh. Uh, where things go with the, well, with all the rookies, but yeah, how is it because it's not a comedy, Ray, that it didn't uh, it didn't get a peak? <laughs> um, sorta. I'm also not a cop drama, even dramedy type person, so I just wasn't I wasn't really into it. <laughs> I do like him a lot, and I like the people who created the show a lot, but um, I've recommended it to several people who are those, like those kind of shows. Just haven't been interested in it myself. All right. Well, we'll move on to a show that you are interested in. The Good Place, season three, episode five, Jeremy Bear Me, (laughs) is the best explanation of time and time loops. I think, uh, what is the period or the, the dot above the eye? What, how is that? Uh, how Tuesdays is that? <laughs> and sometimes in July yeah. and sometimes never. Yeah. And Janet's just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did love how seamlessly they got it to look like he was literally writing Jeremy Barabee <laughs> as he was talking about time. <laughs> and then he just turns around and it's, it looks like he goes. It it looks like Curse of Jeremy Barry. So that's what we call it. You understand, right? Yeah. Makes sense now. I mean, I do feel like that is literally what it's like in a show about time. <laughs> when you're talking about timelines and things, and it's all screwy, it does feel like they're just like you understand now, right? Makes yeah, sense. That's right. Uh, but uh, what are you thinking of? of the show so far this season, like I, this show's ability to reinvent itself from season to season. And sometimes within a season has been uh, pretty interesting. So what are you th- thinking about it now, Ray, with the, the almost in sort of a, I don't know they're all on earth. They're all in a normal like t- situation. I like that. <laughs> They even use a curse word, and it's an actual word because they're not in the good place or the fake good place. Uh, yes, that part is funny. I, I've i been enjoying this season, although this has probably been my favorite episode of the season, and that's probably not surprising giving it the kind of reset episode <laughs> where it kind of changes things again. Um Because before this, the episodes have been kind, I wouldn't really say normal, but (laughs) 
they've all kind of been the same, um, where this one's kind of resetting and we don't really know where it could go from here. Um, I like, oh my God, Janet's reaction when Jason and Tahani announced that they got married. Poor Janet. (laughs) (laughs) But she puts on a good face, like. She does, she does, but her immediate, like, what? (laughs) Um, I also loved, I'm not going to lie, I loved shirtless Chidi. Um, nice callback to um, Eleanor's, what did she say? He's surprisingly jacked. In, is that in season one when she says it? <laughs> because he was when he took his shirt off. I was just like, okay, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, and it was kind of like a pointless. I did kind of like how it was just a throwaway, like pointless. The sprinklers come on. So for some reason he takes off his <laughs> everything. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm assuming this is a commentary on how this happens in other shows. <laughs> well, in these first few episodes, the the thing I liked is is when Janet uh, comes to Earth, but then her ability to call on things doesn't doesn't work. But then when they go back, and all of a sudden she's like, you know how when you've done a bunch of things and then you're back online <laughs> and then all of a sudden all those things. And so like everything that she had tried to call while she was down on earth, just all of a sudden just starts piling up. That was pretty funny. Agreed. I was actually expecting because she's, she actually said like I could drop a tractor on him or something like that. And I was expecting when she realized I was expecting like, Oh no, the, a tractor's going to drop on the judge. Uh, and I think there was there. I think there was a tractor in the stuff, but it just was piling up and it allowed them to, uh, uh escape. Uh, but still was, uh, was pretty funny. I've had that happen with my phone where all of a sudden it has like no connection or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's got a connection and it decides, Oh, here's all the notifications that you haven't gotten over the last half hour or hour or day. But yeah, I like the, uh, well, you know, now they all, you know, now they all know it was almost more of your like regular, you know, your regular style sitcom because you just had with these other, you know, demonic beans or whatever trying to to mess with things. Uh, But then, you know, like you said, then they reset it again by having them see the magic door and want to know what the heck is uh, going on. I did like Michael's initial thought of, oh, we could just kill them yeah. <laughs> and then quickly go in there and grab them before they <laughs> before they go to hell and uh, and bring them back. <laughs> I did like when he's like yelling that after them. Yeah, like, he's like, I could kill you. Yeah, yeah. We've got other ideas. I could kill you. <laughs> But yeah, I I wonder now what it's gonna like. That's what like you said. Like they reinvent this all the time. So what's it gonna be now that they're like this soul squad, going and trying to help people? Is it gonna be like some person of the week that we're gonna be helping, or what kind of? I mean, you got Larry um, Larry Hemsworth there who who could use some some cheering up uh, once he finds out that Tahani uh, <laughs> got married without him. This is true. Although I don't, I feel like in a way the decision to try actually proves more so than anything else they've done since they've been back on earth. But now Um, that's boot though, right? Because they can't, now that they know that it's not valid anymore because their motivation has been compromised. 
even though they are just no, doing no, no, that's what I mean. Like if you're yeah. at the very end when they're like, we're just going to try to help other people. And it has nothing to do with us because we're going to hell no matter what. In a way, once you've accepted that you're going to hell and then you decide to still be good. It's yeah. still, I mean, like yeah, you, you could say, oh, we're going to hell, so we'll just do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. But instead, they decide to still be good. So in a way, it could be proving that, yeah, that could... Michael's theory about them was right. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that they should be getting some points for that. Uh, that should. Uh... I think what they should do is just make giant vats of chili with peeps and serve that to the world. <laughs> Every the world would be so much better if everyone was eating chili peeps. Chili and peeps. I mean, I know you don't like beans, Kyle, but I'm not sure that peeps well, is if you replace them with chili with peeps is an appropriate it's so much better. It's an appropriate replacement in chili for for the beans. All I could think was, is it Easter time? (laughs) (laughs) And plus, does Australia even uh, celebrate with, like, peeps and that kind of stuff? Right? Anyway. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. They're kangaroo-shaped instead of of bunnies. But they still hop. I don't know. I I like the, the show's ability to continually, you know, sort of reinvent itself. But now, three seasons in, you really start to go like, well, they've done it so many times. Like, of course, they're going to be able to do it, you know, keep doing it. But then you're like, but they've done it so many times. Like, how many more how many more things can you change up uh, uh, with this group to, like, keep, you know, keep going? But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, speaking of things that change all the time, uh, we'll move on to uh, Doctor Who uh, season 11, episode 3, uh, Rosa. So we're three episodes into the new Doctor, and uh, they're still trying to get home. Uh, and I still like that they're still, like, things just build right on top of each other. Like, this, where they end up was them trying, you know, was them trying to get home with the new, you know, the new Doctor, new TARDIS, trying to figure everything out. But Kyla and I talked a little bit about... Uh, Doctor Who last uh, week. So, uh, before we get into like this episode in particular, what are you thinking about the new Doctor Ray? I'm fine with the people, I guess. Like, I'm not in love with her yet. I so, I mean, I love Jodie Whittaker. Whittaker. Anyway, um, I didn't actually say Whittaker except differently the second time. <laughs> <laughs> not sure how you say it, but I realized I didn't say it differently. Um, I like her, like, I like her as the actress, um, so I'm predisposed, I think, to like this Doctor. I did not like the previous Doctor, so I think I'm having a little, little hard, not hard time, but I'm, I'm struggling a little to get back into the show, um, so I don't think it's specifically her or them, um, like, I liked the first two episodes fine enough, I guess. I was a little put off by the number of deaths in the first episode. Um, not main deaths, like, sorry to talk about old episodes, but, like, not main deaths, but, like, like deaths that happen on the side that are not the main characters, right? Those bother me a little. Um, in Doctor Who specifically, I should say. Um but as, as each episode has gone, like this episode, I actually really, really liked. Um, so she's growing on me, I guess is what I'll say. <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't have anything amazing to say about her at this point, though. I mean, I like the idea of it being a woman, so... And I like that it still keeps shocking her when she realizes she's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think would make sense, would be how it would be, so... How about you, Kyle? What did you think of uh, this episode? I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I I did like how they... um, I always wonder about these things, like, because it's really, like, U.S. history, so I wonder how much the rest of the world, like, knows these stories, which I did like how they had, um, what's his name? Uh, the, um, Ryan, right? Ryan? Yeah. 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 Ryan, how he was like messing up the whole story. And like the, the grandfather there was so upset, like your mother, your nan would be so (laughs) upset that you don't even know who Rosa Parks is. And like, uh, cause I forget, I forget what he said. She was like the first black bus driver. I think that's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) And so and I did like how they tied it in like that he wouldn't be um, like he wouldn't even think twice about like trying to hand back a glove to someone. And then that like kicks off this whole problem. And then I found it amusing that they were just uh, assuming that the um, the Pakistani woman was Mexican and like just being complete awful people. But that was like what it was at the time. But uh, and then so they had that extra that extra thing to deal with while they were trying to to um, fix time, which I did like this new character that they brought in, which I'm sure we're going to see him again. The uh, evil Jack Hartness uh, guy with his um, what's his go. Uh, what's that? that was his name. Crasco was his name. I'm yeah. not sure they even said his name, but <laughs> yeah, they did say his name because I got it. I have Crasco smashed bus <laughs> written in my notes. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a guy that played Jack the Ripper, right? On the Time After Time series, the short-lived Time After Time yeah, series. Yeah, it is. Uh, and also on Revenge, right? And uh, yeah, so he has his Vortex m- manipulator, well, which... he didn't play Jack the Ripper on Revenge, but he was on Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> um... But so I, I did like that they have this guy now that I assume that he's going to be back um, again in the future trying to mess up something, something in time. Well, I mean, it's, tra- it's never good to send somebody who meddles with time through time. Like, yes, especially now you don't know where he is. At least you knew where he was before. Exactly. When he was. As soon as he did it, I was like, um, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that, it does seem like they're probably going to come across him again meddling somewhere else wherever he got sent uh somewhere later in the season at first i thought he picked up that that device because he was going to try to go back in time and save his nan but then he ended up uh shooting him with the device and sending him back that would have been interesting that was the only device they had that was left because she stomped on the time device and he she had him she threw the the case at the thing and it uh, launched the case into you know off somewhere too so that seems also not a good idea <laughs> yeah, for the record like, like wherever that landed somebody might find it and start playing with whatever whatever yeah. was left in there uh, i i did like that i was typing in my notes i'm like 
why don't they just stay in the TARDIS? And then literally as I finished typing that down, I heard them say, why don't we just stay in the TARDIS? I'm like, good, they're going to answer this question. Because <laughs> it seems like the obvious choice. Why would you deal with a, a hotel that is a whites-only hotel if you can just have your, your nice little roomy TARDIS that you can stay in? I mean, it's a little conspicuous as you keep walking in and out of the... <laughs> police phone box that don't exist in the states but yeah i don't know i thought the i thought the episode was was done really well the recreation of the time period and the reasoning for why they needed to stay there and uh, and fix things and uh so yeah i'm i'm liking the i mean i like the new doctor and the new the new season and i think this was the I don't know. I think this was the best episode so far. For sure. It's also the first episode that they've sort of, the uh, as I said last week, that the doctor's almost fully baked, and you've, you know, they actually have the TARDIS to travel with and and stuff like that. So it was the first episode that was kind of the real, you know, the way episodes are going to work more than likely uh, going forward. The first two were kind of, you know, the st- stage setters to get you know, to get you to this place. And, you know, some of the things didn't, uh, uh, didn't work as well. Although I, as I said before last week, I did really like her in the first episode trying to remember who she was and, uh, but still being able to, you know, do things like create the, uh, the sonic screwdriver and all, all these other things. But while the, the regeneration was taking place, so everybody's on uh, on board to continue on, at least seeing how this season goes. Uh, definitely more so than the last couple seasons. So I was never really a Capaldi fan. So well, Ray was I'm completely out. So, like... I was. I wasn't watching at all for a long time. Like pretty early in his run, I decided, yeah, I'm not into. Once he became the rocker guy, I, I lost interest. Like that just. And I also, his his companion, I didn't really care for her. The second one or the first one? Uh, Clara. Oh, I liked Billy. I liked Billy. Clara, I didn't like. So was that. We'll move on to the last show on our list. Speaking of things I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still don't know if I hate this <laughs> or actually like it. Uh, camping, season one, episode two, going to town. We got the first two episodes of camping here, and uh, it's a half hour. I mean, you guys, <laughs> they're only on the second episode, and they're already having to like go to town instead of be camping. I don't. I did not like anyone, and uh, not that you have to like all the characters. The thing is, is I don't care. Correct. You have to care about their stories, at least. David Tennant's the only likable one, but and and their son, but they like they're just too weak to stand up to the annoying Jennifer Garner. I mean, I would like to know the backstory of how she became, because like you you don't you don't look at it and go, yeah, these two would have got together if she was completely like this in the beginning, like this has to have happened over time. Uh, maybe because of the, you know, her pelvic injury that uh, she keeps talking about yet didn't 
cause any problems for running around playing flag football, <laughs> uh, which was I thought was really weird considering that, you know, she needed like 12 egg carton crate pads to like sleep on. I don't know. I, I just mean, she, there was she didn't just... need those because of her injury. She just said she needed them because of her injury. <laughs> I did like <laughs> that was the one line I did like at the end of the of like the first episode or whatever, when the other ones show up and it's like, is there only one? <laughs> she's like, we forgot one. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> missed, she's like, I missed one. Uh, but no, I just, uh, I don't know. It was, it was on your list because of, uh, well, because of some of the cast, Ray. So what are you thinking about the show? Two episodes in. I mean, I finished this episode because we were going to talk about it, <laughs> but I will not be watching anymore. I don't think. See, it's I, only I six somebody episodes. Somebody would have to be like, "Oh my God, Ray, it got so amazing! You need to watch it for me to go back." See, now I'm already a third of the way through, so it's like, do I just finish it? I think it's only like six episodes, right? It could be. Yeah, I don't know how many but, episodes it is. All I know is I only watched this episode because it was on the list of shows to talk about. I wouldn't have watched past the first one had it not been on the list. See, I I, I found some moments to laugh in both episodes. Like this second one, it was when she was in the doctor's office and she's like saying how horribly hurt her son is. Like she's so completely overreacting to him falling. He was wearing a helmet and he fell down and she like, you would think this kid got tackled. <laughs> like she brings him to the hospital. She's so overreacting. And then she's like pressing on his stomach and he's giggling and he's look, he's hurt. And like, she's so proud. Of, oh, do I need to keep doing this at home? Checking if he's hurt yet. And like, so that had me laughing just that part when she's just so paranoid and ridiculously annoying in the doctor's office, but everything with Jandis and the guy from, uh, that, uh, that, crying show on nbc um, i can't think of uh uh this is us the guy from this is us who was like the alcoholic who uh who is drinking and like all and brent brett gelman all those people i just couldn't stand those characters and their whole like drunken and highness in the in the bar yeah i couldn't stand any of them i mean i did like the doctor who was like if he stops saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> then, then bring him back. <laughs> I did like how just like how like she was so like so serious when she delivered the I mean, serious, but also sarcastic when she delivered the line. It was just great. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's mostly because it's easy to play like the play off of Jennifer Garner's like freak out. Like I can't. I can't handle it, you guys. <laughs> I wrote a big ball of uncomfortable scenes. That was my first note. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, but not with enough of any type of payoff or anything. And, uh, and at the end of it, like I didn't, I didn't care what the, you know, the next thing. Yeah. I mean, I would maybe be interested in checking out the, this was based on a UK show, right? You yeah, to see like what the see the original before Lena Dunham got involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but also just to see how like the original characters were like 
thought out because maybe maybe there's something lost in translation. I don't know. I doubt it though. Or did they, you know, reimagine it in any such way, or or is the problem that they're it's a direct, like they just kind of rewrote it, but they have the same. Well, the one thing that I wonder is like the Jennifer Garner character. She doesn't even seem like the t- she's so organized and and everything has to be perfect. Why would she ever go camping? That's like roughing it. Right? It just doesn't seem like, and she's the one that set up this whole trip for her husband, which, so it just seems so out of character just from the start. Well, it it must, it's, it's his birthday. So they're doing something that he, he would like, but she also seems super in, uh, super into the, uh, the bird watching because, you know, swimming's tomorrow. (laughs) Swimming, swimming, swimming. We're supposed to be swimming tomorrow. Look, I want to make fun of it, but I'm also that way. (laughs) It it has it has enough that gets me to laugh that I want to see another episode. But but I think this is the type of show that it's more fun to talk about than the show actually is. It's more enjoyable in hindsight rather than in well, just the like making fun of things or like how bad something was or being able to pull out the one, you know, we've talked about two or three things that were kind of funny, but that's over two episodes. (laughs) So it's not like there's a, that's like one hour. That's one, one hour show. Yeah. But it's a, (laughs) but it's also like almost a, a full 30 minutes, a full 30 minutes too. It's a, they're like 27 minutes or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just, from the very beginning, like as soon as they show up, I was just like, nah, I'm pretty sure no. <laughs> like, I was actually shocked that you said that you put this on the list of stuff to talk about. I'm like, you'd never, you know, watch this show. Well, I hadn't Especially watched the second it. episode. I hadn't watched oh, it yet. I hadn't I, seen it at all. Yeah, I hadn't seen you... it at all. Oh, okay. And I was just like, oh, it's it's on Ray's list, and uh, <laughs> which is is a small list to pull from. And so I was trying to get shows that we'd all watch. And I was like, it's two episodes. I was gonna check it out anyways because. Uh, David Tennant and Jennifer Garner and uh, and stuff. Right? And so, you know, to see, you know, to see what it what it was. But as soon as it wasn't very far into it that I was like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, and it didn't it didn't get any better. And so uh, but yet since it was on the list, I was like, well, there was another episode last night. I guess I'll watch the second one. Uh, and yeah, no. It's a it's a it's a huge no for me. Like, yeah, even if it's only four more episodes, I I'd rather watch something else over those two hours. I would tell you to watch something else over this. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you that you should watch Single Parents before you watch another episode of Camping. I would watch Single Parents over watching any more of this. So that'll do it for prime time, and we'll move on to. TV recommendations, things that we actually think are worth uh, watching, maybe uh, instead of, uh, definitely instead of camping. And uh, I finally watched and got caught up with, well, almost caught up with, uh, there was another new episode of God Friended Me last night that I haven't gotten to yet, because I was watching camping. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But of some of the new shows, I really like God Friended Me. It it sort of plays in that same uh, area as 
well, not as wacky exactly as uh, say what was the so and so saves so and so saves the world Kevin. last year. Kevin probably saves the world. Yeah, Kevin probably saves the world. Uh, you know, Eli Stone, <laughs> uh, those type of things. But no, the one you just mentioned is the one I was going to mention. Is it really reminds me of early edition? Is you have just a little bit of information, like he would get the paper early and have an idea of what was going to happen uh, that day, but only based on what was reported in the news story. Here he's just got a friend request and what you can find out about somebody in a quick search of their online profile or whatever, and then trying to figure out how they need help and whatnot. And uh, I don't know. I think they do. I think the first episode felt a little too contrived. Like at the end when the doctor shows up and you're just like, yeah, but all he did was CPR. Like, do you really need a doctor to like, he didn't do anything doctorly to save her. So it wasn't like he saved her, saved him to save her at the end type of thing. That, that one felt a little bit too far, but the rest of them have been, the last couple episodes have been interesting stories uh, with, you know, sort of interesting connections uh, that they, you know, they find out about. And then the, and then the whole family dynamic of uh, Miles's family is interesting as well. And uh, so, I don't know, if you like those, uh, those type of shows that, you know, sort of have that feel-good moment at the end where, you know, somebody's helped out. I mean, even uh, like a show like Joan of Arcadia or... There's been tons of shows like this that have, you know, there. This is just a, a an updated, you know, social media way to get to that type of storytelling uh, by having a a god account uh, giving him friend requests uh, to as people to try and help out, uh, and tr- you know, but uh, I'm really uh, really liking the show, and so if you like those type of shows uh, and you haven't checked out God Friended Me, that would be uh, my recommendation. I still got to catch up on that. I saw the first episode. All the rest are still sitting at my teeth. I'm watching too much camping instead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd rather go camping than watch camping. And I am a very indoorsy person. Uh, But how about you, Kyle? What is your recommendation? So while waiting for camping to start last (laughs) night, I was flipping through and I saw that HBO had its new movie, My Dinner with Hervé, uh, which is a biopic about Hervé Villachez, who was the short actor who played Knickknack on the, in The Man with the Golden Gun and Tattoo on Fantasy Island. Um, so this, this movie is set in 1993 when this British reporter who's played by uh, Fifty Shades, Jamie Dorman, or Dornan, uh, who's he's one month sober and he's trying to put back together his career and his and his life. And he gets assigned this fluff piece to go and interview Hervé uh, about like, where is he now and do this um, this piece? He doesn't want to go, but he reluctantly agrees to go. And, and then he meets with this guy over dinner and it turns into like this long night where um, 
a lot of stuff happens. Uh, but uh, Hervé is played by uh, Game of Thrones star Peter Dinklage, who they do like he does this French accent throughout the entire thing. It just doesn't even feel like Peter Dinklage. He does a really good job. There's also Alfred Molina plays a um, Ricardo Montalban. Uh, in like the fantasy island scenes and like they did an excellent job of turning him into that guy he looks just like him like you wouldn't even know it's alfred molina unless you saw the name in the credits which uh but i i I ended up really enjoying the movie i found it very interesting they they go a lot into um like the past and show what his life was when growing up um, and all the problems that he went through. But I, I found it really interesting and I thought the acting was really well done. It's worth uh, checking out if you have any interest. I, I know I saw some of Fantasy Island when I was little and uh, I definitely saw Man with the Golden Gun. So I knew who he was, but I never knew much about him. Now I want to watch Fantasy Island. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how about you, Ray? Do you have a, a recommendation? Um, I do. It's not anything new because, you know, we've exhausted the shows I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> we've pretty much covered all of them, mo- minus Modern Family. However, I'm going to say this recommendation for Greg because he asked me every time on the podcast why I do not recommend this. <laughs> Um, it is the, it's not anything new, but it is definitely something I sit down and watch when I need to just be happy. Um, and it is the great British baking show, which is just great. I don't even understand you guys what is so great about it (laughs) and why I love it so much. But honestly, when I need to not think about how awful the world is or how I'm having a bad day, I sit down and watch the show and it always cheers me up. So. I think that's one thing with them. Everyone is nice on that show. There's no like, like backstabbing and and trying to sabotage each other. Nobody's getting cussed out if their baked goods are not up to up to par. Have a soggy bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, they're not. And it's just fun to be like, what? What is it that they're making? I'm always amazed that these people this. understand, like, they say this thing and like, oh, oh, I know what that is. It's like, I have never in my life heard of whatever this baked good is that seems to be a British tradition. Right. <laughs> and I never, ever know if it's going to be savory or if it's going to be sweet. <laughs> Until you actually see it made, like... Exactly. Until I see what the ingredients are, and then I'm always like, I need to see the the hand-drawn picture, even though it's not going to look anything like what the final product looks like. I need to see that so that I understand. <laughs> anyway. Didn't Netflix just got a new season of that, right? It's not on PBS anymore? It's on Netflix? Correct. They got the, I don't know what even, season four, even though it's not season four, um, series four. Uh, it's with the new hosts, which they aren't as good as... Um, as I'm blanking. Wow. Uh, Sue and Mel. Um, but it's still the, the show itself. It's still, still and it's still Mary and what's his name? No, no, there's a new judge too. It's still Paul, but it's, a, there's a new judge in Mary's place. I don't love the new people, <laughs> but the, the framework of the show is still kind of the same. So, and they're all nice too. So it's still, I think what I like about the show is still there. It's still your happy place. Now, yeah. Have you ever watched the American version of it? 
because that just got renewed. I don't know if we ever added that to the news. That's coming back. The American, um, the great American making show. <laughs> I have not watched that. Now, do they have things that they pull out and have them bake that you've never heard of, Kyle? No, not typically on the American one. That one I, I've usually heard of the. Uh... So it might be totally based on that you're not British of why you've never heard of some of those things. Oh, I'm sure that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> But it's still surprising when you see these people know because there's so many different things that they mention and you've never heard of any of them. All right. Well, with that, you can find uh, links uh, to more about our recommendations as well as the uh, news stories we talked about, uh, as well as where you can contact us online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 401. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to make sure you get notified as new episodes are released uh, please subscribe go to tvtimes3.com slash subscribe and click on the link for the device or app that you are using to listen to the podcast and thank you uh, Kyle and Ray for joining me on episode 401 thanks for having me thanks for being had alright Kyle say something howdy and Ray, say something else. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I could go for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Kyle would just go for a jelly sandwich. I think I'd just go for toast. <laughs> <laughs> now, a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, that's good. I mean, that's the only kind to have. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all right. I would actually have a fluff and sandwich, actually. So, butter and jelly. It was like I was pausing just long enough for somebody. Else I was to I was going else. to like just say something as soon as you start talking, just to be the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ray beat me to it. <laughs> the record, I wasn't trying to be the jerk. I was truly just finishing my thought. <laughs> All right. All right.